What's up, everybody? This is Cooley the Cool Man. Welcome to the show, Home Away Show. There we go. Home Away Show. Coming into the jam by DJ MP Lowe's from South Africa. See, this is up in DC right now. My body, no my timbre. This is the song for you guys. I thought I should bring it to you guys today because you know what? I'm on a high today. I'm on a high. Show's been going good. Uh, people have been loving us on the social media, giving us love and showing us what it's about. And I'm enjoying that. Today I got a special show for you guys. Talking to DJ Gaute. Gaute, DJ Gaute from uh, ITL down in Georgia, down in Atlanta. We're going to be talking about a lot of things, state of the culture and everything going on right now. She's going to be breaking it down for us, what's going on down in the South, what kind of Southern music are they playing. And of course, I'm going to ask her, is she happy about having that group playing in the Super Bowl down in Atlanta because we need one of ours. That's my just my opinion. You know what? You 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 can have all of your white groups, enjoy them. But uh I thought we could use some TI for the Super Bowl coming up. Hey listen, gentlemen, gentlemen in about five, ten minutes I'm gonna get DJ Gaute. And for right now I just wanna thank everybody that went down in New York in Harlem. There was actually a flea market organized by my my sister Leanne. She did a, such a good shop uh, a good job over there organizing uh, organizing the market and people were out there purchasing stuff, eating some good African food and hanging out. That's all it is about. We're out here. We are far away from home. So we need to make sure that we use our time wisely. If we can get a chance to sit down and enjoy the time together, enjoy a cup of coffee, enjoy some of that bunny chow, enjoy some of that voroso. And let's do it. Let's do it. That's what it's about. It's just about sitting down, enjoying each other, growing each other, and be able to just be Africans and be having fun. That's what it's about. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I also want to say thank you to everybody that liked us on social media, Umbani Radio, U-M-B-A-N-I, Umbani Radio, over on Instagram and on Twitter, and over on Facebook, Home Away Show, Umbani Productions, uh, with my buddy Sipo over there. He's uh, one of my guys. We're doing a lot of things, trying to bring you guys the best shows that we can. And thank you for everybody that's showing us love week in, week out. And how can you listen to the show? We only have one app for so far. Our app is through uh, Apple products, so you can go it with your iPhone, just go ahead uh, or your iPad and just look for Umani Radio, U-M-B-A-N-I, and then you'll find us there, and then you can actually be able to listen to us live every 1.30 on Sunday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can actually catch this show, and you can catch Sipo every uh, 8 o'clock p.m. on Friday on Facebook Live, Umbani Productions, and you can see Sipo's show over there, uh, Talks Like This. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I've been seeing a lot of downloads from uh, Europe. We still haven't been able to contact you guys and get to be have you guys on the show and tell your story in that side of the world. So don't hesitate. Get hold of us and let us know. Send us an email, homeawaycrew at gmail.com and you can let us know what is going on up in Europe. If there is anything that uh, you would like to discuss with us you, or you like to uh, bring to the table and we can talk about a lot of things that are going on in Europe, not just uh, soccer and everything. There's a lot of social uh, issues that are going on there, affecting, affecting all of my brothers in Africa and all the people who are out there trying to make the living. Today, I just have a little bit of a cold, ladies and gentlemen, so forgive me for sounding so stuffy. Uh, I can't even breathe. My nose is covered because I'm just breathing so hard because it's all stuffed. 
Uh, but anyway, that was supposed to be a joke. I, I don't think it went well. But anyway, I appreciate you guys to sticking around with us. Uh, we have a good show lined up for you. As I said, in about less than five minutes, I'm going to get DJ Gaute. And DJ Gaute is going to tell us what's going on down in the ATL. And this is Holloway Show Live. So, ladies and gentlemen, I also want to touch on a few things that have been going on on social media. One of the things that I want to talk about that I thought that was funny, actually. Uh, before I play that, I just want to do this to this person because I thought they deserve one of those wake-up call. This is how we wake up in Africa, and this is for you, Jarul. Jarul, you might want to ask, why am I getting a, cro- uh, a, a, why am I getting a, a rooster cry? It's just to let you know, brother, that you need to wake up and you got to understand, understand right now what's going on in the state of the culture because it's no longer about that old Jarul. You got to reinvent yourself, brother. People don't respect you the way you think they do. You got about 600 and something uh, Ks over uh, likes on Instagram. Uh, that's how many people that follow you. And you saying that if you get to 1 million, you're going to release that album you made with Kailani. And people started going all after you, my brother. And it was so funny because I was laughing sitting there. I said, Ja, if you can't play the young man's game, leave it to the young man. So reinvent yourself. Look at what 50 is doing. I'm sorry. My apologies. I shouldn't say anything about 50 and you at the same sentence. But you got to reinvent yourself. All the OGs, man, they are reinventing themselves. They are understanding how the social media game is working. And that's what you should be doing right now to make sure that your career comes back up. So basically, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what Jarul happened, he said he's going to release an album with Kale. Uh, he said if he get to a 1 million followers, he's going to release the song that he made with Kailani, the musician. And it didn't go very well. And Kailani had to come up and say, oh, no, that's so old. I felt bad for the brother, you know. And later on, Kelani come back and said, no, I'm not taking no shot to the OG like Jaru. So all what it is, is that I just think that the music at that time was not in the right space. Now we can change it up a little bit. But in the whole sentence, she's not saying that, Jar, come back to the studio. Let's fix that song and put it out there. She didn't say that. So I don't know. Are we being played? Or is Jaru need one of those uh, crows work up? <laughs> Holloway Show Live. And ladies and gentlemen, I also want to touch up on what's been going on with Kanye West and everything been going on. It's been uh, it's such a crazy week, you know, um, because you have this stock market because I went and checked on my 401k and I'm like, what is going on? Went down about uh, 2,000 points now. Anyway, they're saying it's, uh, I call one of my buddies, uh, Jordan, who's been here in the show before. And Jordan knows a thing or two about the stocks and investments. And he told me that it's just a crazy October. I shouldn't worry about it. It's going to be back up. But another thing, it's hard to understand if Jordan is telling the truth because he does believe on Trump economics, you know. So the brother said that before. So I'm not saying he's a Trump supporter, but I'm just saying, you know, he does believe in this guy's economics. So I can't say much. And the only thing I can tell you guys, everybody who's been looking at their 401k and been wondering, uh, from my buddy Jordan, who knows a little bit of things or two about investment, he said, do not worry, this is going to pass. To all my diaspora family, all my African people, do not worry, this is going to pass. It's just a crazy October. So anyway, I just call it a crazy October. But anyway, I was looking at what Kanye West was talking about with Trump and everybody talking on the side. And... um. One thing that I kind of like, you know, if you listen to guys like Michael Rappaport, you might get crazy because, you know, that white guy's crazy, you know, Michael Rappaport. I think he talks a lot of sense, but sometimes it goes way too deep in Hillary's ass or sometimes I just think he's like all too much Democrat. But anyway, look at what Kanye was talking about. Sometimes we have to accept that, um, you know, not everybody is going to be articulated attacking issues or talk about issues. Some people have their own way. But it does resonate with the young children that are coming up and the, the, the young children that are actually paying attention because at the end of the day, it's about them. We have to pay attention because this is about them. We want to make sure that they do get the best that they can in the future. So Kanye went over there 
And I know a lot of white people are saying uh, he was rep- representing the black community. But no, 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 no. I could never agree to that. Kanye was not. Kanye was there just representing himself in the shoes and the music. But what Kanye was saying, some of it was good points. We got to point a finger on ourselves about the things that happened in Chicago and some parts of the, of the country, what's going on here in America and some parts of the world. We got to actually be able to look at ourselves too. The only thing that I think Kanye, all the things that he said, he, he, he should have not, uh, you know, I feel like Kanye was on his knees. I'm not the only one who feel this way, but I don't think he should have done that part, Kanye. He could have stood up as a man and be able to address Trump as a man. Because at the end of the day, people do believe that, um, you know, you have a point. The kids are listening to you. And people know that you are also intellectual. Look at the music you have made, the career you have made. Uh, so you don't need to bow to nobody. You can show them love. Don't bow to them. Hey, just just too much ass kissing on that interview. I was just turned off by that. And some of the things too, it's kind of hard to follow Kanye because he talks about one thing and he jumped to another. So he's like, what's going on over here? I, I just want to be able to follow you, brother. But anyway, it's just Kanye West. And I want people who are listening here to just know that at the end of the day, even though Kanye went over there and talked to Trump, we always want some of our own to talk to Trump. Jim Brown was there too. But at the end of the day, he doesn't represent the black community. No, he doesn't. Neither uh, Kaepernick. I, I don't think Kaepernick represents the black community. But of course, you know, leadership is very, very welcome. What he's doing right now is great because it shows some serious resistance. And if which is costing him a lot, and but he's still fighting for it because it's not about the money. It's about the future and, the, and the, you know, the justice. And right now he will go down as a legend if he keep this up. For Kanye, I think, brother, you, 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 you need to realize that if you don't take those meds, if really, like, you are taking meds, you're not just trolling us. If you are taking meds, I think you need to take them a little bit more often, bro. Because at the end of the day, we really want you to be great. We really cheer for you. And if there is a little bit of imbalance in your head and the doctor says, okay, Kanye, to fix this, you need to take this. Do it. That's just a... That's just a rooster wake up for you, Kanye. Holloway Show Live. Ladies and gentlemen, right now as I'm getting in, I'm going to actually get hold of our DJ down in Atlanta, DJ Gauti. And while uh, waiting for DJ Gauti, let me give you a song.
Holloway Show live. Mondling oh boy is the guy on this song, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, DJ Pillows introduced me to this song. You know, I had no idea who was singing the song. The song was great. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, round of applause. What I got today, I got DJ uh, Gaute. And I'm not too sure if I'm pronouncing the name correctly, but she's going to tell us right now. I think I'm losing the DJ here. I can't hear. Uh, let me see if I can be able to bring her in. Uh, just give me a little bit of time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to bring her in right now. Hello, DJ. DJ, can you hear me? Technology sometimes acts up, but we will get it figured out and we'll see what's going on. DJ, can you hear me? I think I'm getting the DJ now. Can you hear me? Hey, what's up, man? Oh, my God. I thought I was losing you. I'm so sorry. Uh, the technology is kind of beating me up. <laughs> I'm here. The, the, the technology is beating me up here in the studio. You know how this thing happens. Sometimes you don't oh, know how no. to organize yeah, it correctly. No. And, you know, this little basement studio where we're trying to give these people some good uh, information, sometimes they don't work out very well. So you can see why they spend millions of dollars <laughs> in some of this stuff. But anyway, G- DJ Gauta, welcome to the show. And this is Cooley, the cool man here in the Omaway show. Am I saying it correct? Is What's it Gaute or Gaute? It's Guate. Guate. DJ oh, Guate. Oh, man. Oh, man. And you know what? <laughs> you have it somewhere in your social media. And I think it is Guate. Oh, man. Hey, that's listen. Right. That's that's a that's a very incredible um that's a very incredible name though. Uh it sounds Hispanic to me. Is it a Hispanic name? Absolutely. My parents are actually Guatemalan. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But you have that dark color. Do Guatemalans look black? Excuse me. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know there was some uh, brothers down there, so I'm 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 sorry for my ignorance here, but yeah. I, I never knew no, there was no, black no, no. people in Guatemala. Well, well, according to my understanding, um, my great-grandparents were um, descendants of Jamaica, and they worked for the International Fruit Company that is now Chiquita Banana, and a lot of the um, families from Jamaica were moved to an area called Livingston in Guatemala, where you have, right now, you have a lot of black people with dreadlocks and things like that living in Livingston, Guatemala, but you do have black Guatemalans all over. My uh, my mom and my dad are actually from Guatemala City. Wow, wow, wow. That's some knowledge yeah. already. I really appreciate you to letting me know that because <laughs> I really felt so stupid right now. But anyway, uh, your full no, name no. actually is it? Is it? What is your full name? My full name is Aruba Nicholas. Aruba Nicholas. Wow, wow. Aruba is actually <laughs> <laughs> especially one of those exotic places. Right now, I just feel like everything is exotic about you. You know, it's like, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure you have no problem picking up a girl in the club, you know. If I'm going to walk in and I say, you see, my name is Kulu Lego. So when I moved to America, I had to change it. I had to say, I'm Kuli. But Kuli doesn't fly too. So I have to say, Kuli the cool man. You know what I mean? I'm okay, trying to okay. compensate here. You know I what like I mean? Yeah, yeah. You like Cooley? Oh, like thanks. Cooley. Thanks. I thanks. Like I appreciate <laughs> you. Thank you so much. Hey, you know what, uh, DJ? We really appreciate you having you in the show. You know, the most important thing, uh, when DJ Pillows told me about you and your talents and everything, and I was looking all on social media, I was like, damn, man. You know, there's a lot of people wishes what I call you too, uh, the Africa diaspora. So, we are here because <laughs> of being uh, placed in a different place so that we can feed our families and grow in a sort of culture and life and everything. So it's very important that we right. reconnect, you know what I mean? Because if we don't right. reconnect, then we're going to be missing a lot. Because what's important about mm-hmm. reconnecting is that I get to understand you now from a whole different part of life. Yeah, and you get to understand me right. now and from the whole different part of life. So I'm raising my kids in America and I live here and you live here. You've been here and uh, this is your home. So when we connect, like, you know what yeah. I mean? We can get to understand each other. So now just a quick fire up. So you grew up in in ATL or you, you, you grew up in Atlanta, born and raised yes. there? Yes, yes, yes. I was born in Savannah, Georgia, but I was raised, I moved here when I was three years old. So I've been in Atlanta pretty much my whole life. Wow, 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 wow. So Atlanta for you. Uh, I just don't want to ask too many questions because Atlanta is, you know, for me, who's from Africa, I had no understanding how big in terms of culture, the black American culture uh, in uh 
Atlanta, but actually the African American uh, that is actually the capital of the whole culture right there, right? You see everything absolutely, down there. Absolutely. All the the rich absolutely. the rich black men are found in Atlanta. You know? Uh, yeah, you know, that is um that is actually a fact. They they actually say that some of the richest African Americans in the country do reside here in Atlanta. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've heard about that too, you know. And uh, and I'm looking at what the things that have been done by guys like Ludacris and some of the Southern rappers and stuff like that. They brought like a whole different culture from the South and most of it went through Atlanta. Even back in the days during the the blues and, you know, uh, all of some of the great musicians, absolutely. they came through Atlanta. And actually, they came, some of them came through uh, Savannah because I know... One of the guys that I really admire, which is Persis Lage, I think he he lived in Savannah once, but he's from Georgia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm trying to say. Down south, you guys are the capital of all good things about African American culture, and I really appreciate for you guys Absolutely. doing that. So now, as a DJ in Atlanta, uh, clubs must be popping, man. You know what? I shouldn't ask this, but man. I hear some of the uh, some of the places down there, man. You you get everything, man. You get everything. You go to the club, oh, yeah. and it's like, wow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's nightlife is definitely a, a, a big deal out here. Um, the DJ scene, the independent music scene, the industry music scene. Um, uh, another industry that is you know, kind of grown out here is the film industry, the, the TV and film industry. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you even have a lot of TV shows that will come to different nightclubs and they'll, you know, they'll film different episodes for their mm, shows. So mm, definitely mm. a lot of, you know, fun things happening. And I mean, it, it doesn't matter where you go, north, south, east, west. There's always some good, you know, nightlife, good music, good DJs, good things going on. So when did you start being a DJ, or did you start being a DJ, or you did something else before you became a musician? Well, I actually, um, I went to school to be a um, activity therapist. Um, I went to school for therapeutic recreation and leisure in Louisiana at Southern University. Oh, okay, I know that. I know that. All my Southern University alumni. Hmm. Um, So yeah, I, I studied that in school. I've always been into music. When I was in high school, I was in a marching band. And mm. Southern University was actually one of the schools that I had selected to go to if I was going to college for marching band. I also mm. played softball. So oh, I was nice. like, okay, I had scholarship offers for softball. I had scholarship offers for band. But Southern was wow. a band school, and I ended up going to Southern to play softball as opposed to being in the band. And my, my softball coach wouldn't allow me to be in the band because she didn't want to share me between – the marching band and the softball team and we focus on grades and everything like that. So I, I never actually got to march in the Southern University band. But uh, oh. once I got out of school, you know, I, I jumped right into my field. I started working in a mental health hospital here in Atlanta. And I actually started uh, promoting parties with a group of promoters before mm. I started DJing. Mm. And um, the DJ that was actually DJing for the promotional company we worked for you know, she was a really good DJ, but, you know, I would notice I hear a lot of the same, you know, the same songs. I hear a lot of the same, you know, the same set every night. We have events. It's, it's, it's you know, the, I same the same set. music set. You, you, know, you know what? Yeah. You know, you know what, DJ, not to cut you off. You know, there is something that I don't want it to go deep into before and just miss it because this is something important here. Because, as I said, we're raising yeah. kids for the future. And right now I just realized I'm also talking to an athlete over here. Somebody who's been a, a student athlete. I, let me ask you. That, I, I know you don't want to talk too much about that because that's not what your career is right now. No, 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 but no. I want you because, you know, some of the kids, some of the families, some of the uh, diaspora community that listen to us, they actually have kids and they are living here. Can can you just talk about that yeah. journey where you became, a, you know, an athlete as a, you know, as a college athlete oh, in the softball? How well, hard was uh, that part? What, how much of the sacrifice it, do you have to do? It was a huge sacrifice, but it was a, also, in turn, a great opportunity. Um, I started playing softball when I was four years old. Um, I have older sisters who were actually playing softball, and I just, you know, I couldn't wait to get out there. I actually started playing at four, and I was on a team um, with girls that were twice my age. They were eight years old, nine years old, and I was the youngest on the team, but I was so 
ambitious about sport that you know get into it. So my mom allowed me to start playing. But um, you know, fast forward, I played all through you know my adolescence, all through high school. I played travel softball, so I would travel from state to state during the summer. I you know that's how I spent my summers in school. Wow. All summer, I knew it would be dedicated to travel softball. And that in turn, you know, allowed me an opportunity to, you know, I had multiple scholarship offers from different, different schools. And I mean, I credit softball to a lot of my success because one, I know that it kept me focused on, you know, important things. It taught me a lot of things like different, like relationship. It taught me to deal with different, you know, personalities and, you know, dealing, dealing with coping with people you know interacting with people i mean sports offer you so many different life skills that you know we really don't look at on the on the, on the outside just looking in we just look at it always oh, a game mm, but you know mm, sports mm. especially team sports encourages so much you know camaraderie it encourages you know uh conflict you know even if it's you know constructive conflict and different things like that it helps you deal with constructive criticism so I mean, that it definitely, you know, me personally, I am a very competitive, very passionate person, you mm-hmm. know, especially mm-hmm. with things that I like or things that, you know, that, that I enjoy. So I, I used to be very emotional as a kid about, you know, a softball. If we would lose, you know, I would get upset. And, you know, my mom would always try to tell me, you know, your attitude is everything. You know, you're mm-hmm. not going to win everything. You're not going to win every game. But how you deal with those losses is how, you know, helps you determine what kind of person you become. So that actually helped me develop character, you Mm -hmm. know, at a, at a young age. So I feel like sports, the game of softball, I credit that to a lot of my success in life because it taught me a lot of things and it carried me a long way. It paid for my entire college Mm -hmm. education. Oh my God. I went to school at one of the number one Mm -hmm. HBCUs in the country for Mm -hmm. free. So to all of the kids out there, all of the parents who have kids that are involved mm-hmm. in sports, even mm-hmm. if they're not involved in sports, if they're involved in some sort of art like music or, you know, if they are, they're good with drawing, you know, different mm-hmm. things like that. Just feed into those things. And, you know, as parents, I would say look into what kind of opportunities, you know, you can actually afford your kids when it comes to their passion and their talent. Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. I feel like we're, we're breaking into an age where, you know, when my parents were coming up, it was all about get a job, work that job, you know, come up, mm. come up in that job as far as you can and, mm. you know, develop your career that way. When mm. now I think we're, we're developing a shift where, you know, the entrepreneur is being encouraged. Mm. The business mm. owner mm. is being mm. encouraged. And the young these age, arts yeah. and these different things. Yeah, mm. these arts and these talents, you know, mm. they can. I wish I had gotten into DJing sooner because mm. I feel like I could be, you know, a little further ahead. I didn't start mm. DJing until after I got out of college and, you know, mm. I was actually trying to figure out, you know, my career path. But those who actually know what they want to do, they have the skill set, you know, if they, you know, put the money into whatever they need, whether it be sporting equipment or music equipment or whatever like that. And, mm. you know, in the end, it'll actually, it could save you, you know, a lot of money and a lot of time. Cause like I said, I went to school on a full scholarship. So my parents, they did put money into, you know, traveling in the summer with my softball team and things like that. But in turn, they didn't have to pay for a college education for me. Mm, so You see, that was beautiful, you know, because it all important. paid off. It all paid off. I really appreciate you saying Absolutely. this, but I want to give you a challenge, you know, because I also look out for my people at home, especially the kids at home. Uh, one okay. of these days, it would be nice if DJ Pillows uh, take you back home to go and visit South Africa because... I would love to see you actually uh, be able to not only go to South Africa and DJ, also go to South Africa and be able to show the kids the sport of uh, uh, the sport of softball and just to play the game mm-hmm. with them, a catch game with them. Because, you know, people like you talk so much great stuff. Those are the people that we want them to travel around Africa and be able to give speeches because most of the time what ended up happening is that the people who are still doing it, who just got out of it, mm-hmm. they don't have money in their hands, mm-hmm. tend to be they were not right, the one right. being put up at the front. We tend to bring celebrities, right. people who have already made the mm-hmm. money, who already up there. And now when that person talk right. about what they've been through, they miss a lot of sauce in the middle. 
because there's a lot of sauce in that. You know, the story you just told me right now feel like, you know what, you actually breaking it down in a way that I I never experienced, you know, in a way that I haven't heard from somebody else. And now uh, let's talk about uh, you being in a band because somebody who's from Africa, they have no idea why you wanted to be in a band so bad. Uh, for me, who oh, has man. watched Drumline, I've been in some of these great colleges with great bands like Rumbling. I, I've been there, man, uh-huh. and I hear it. It was crazy. And I was like, this is what it's about. And I need you exactly. to tell my listeners why the band <laughs> is the most important thing in college. Because oh, some people man. think just a football player is the only thing, you know, a basketball. No, man. You know the people in the band? Those are the ones that get most ladies. Those are the ones who get the ladies. <laughs> because you know why? People love people in the band. Just being in a band is such a great thing. But anyway, I just lost the DJ uh, uh, Guate right now. I'm going to bring it back in a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, while I'm bringing DJ Gauter back, let me give you this song by Da Capo. Uh, he says, Found You, featuring Berida. Holloway Show Live. Hey, so sorry, DJ. The technology is acting up on me here in the studio. So you know what? Uh, let me finish this conversation um, on this side because I, I, I'm really having a good time here. So, And this is some great information you're giving me. I'm so sorry about that, but I figured let me just call no, you. That's no problem. Yeah, as long as I can get you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like technology acting up on me. I don't know what's going on. I might need a new mixer or a new compressor. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, we are still talking about the band in college. So what's the most right, important right, thing right. about the band in college? Okay, so unfortunately, like I said, I didn't get to march in college. I did, however, march in high school. Um, the band is something... I mean, if you have not experienced a black college or a a southern black high school band, that's an experience. I mean, they have plenty of footage on YouTube. You can go and watch some of the great bands from um, you have Grambling, like you mentioned. Uh, That was our rival school in college. Um, You have Jackson State. You have Tennessee State. I mean, Florida A&M, Bethune-Cookman. Uh, Clark Atlanta, the list goes on. So you have so many great college bands. And, you know, you mentioned the football team with a lot of the the black college bands or the black colleges. The football team may not be the greatest, but the people are going to be there to For party the with their band. Oh, man. Yes, I know what you're talking about, play. boy. Man, I, I watched I'm that, talking about. I watched, is it, the, is it the called Bayou Bowl that is every year? Is it, what, what's the bowl again? 
It's um well, I know the Bayou Classic. That Bayou Classic, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's Southern University versus Grambling, and those are two great bands that go head to head. They have a battle of the bands. Um, and then you, of course, with the Black College culture, you have the Greeks. So you have a, a step show. Um, you have a pep rally. You know where the bands, the drum lines may challenge, like you see on the movie Drumline. It's it's crazy. You hear some great music. And I mean, when I tell you, I'll sit in the stands and the, the music will give me chills at a football game listening yeah, to yeah. the university band. You know, it's so it's it's such an experience, man. If you have an experience, you have to experience. I mean, you got Howard University that's not far from you guys. Um, yeah. You have <laughs> Morgan State. I mean, yeah, so many different yeah, schools. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, definitely. The, the band is what it's about. They play a lot of the, you know, the modern, the mainstream music in hip hop and different yeah, things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, their band director composes music like that. So they play that. They do the dance routines. You know, they, they pump the team up if they're down. And, you know, it's, it's just a crazy experience. Yeah. No, I know what you talk about, brother. I mean, I've been able to see that. You know what? There was uh, another one that was done by the Ohio State, which is not... Uh, HBCU College, but um, they did right. one for Michael Jackson. I think it was. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh my God, man! I think I was <laughs> like, "Whoa, man!" You wish you were there. You can actually check it out, ladies and gentlemen, on Facebook. It's there. As uh, I mean, on uh, YouTube, and uh, as mm -hmm. DJ has said, that a lot of this stuff you need to go on YouTube. And this HBCU College are historical black colleges, and they are supported by black community. And those are the ones that need more attention from us as a black community, especially right now, right. man. We're getting everything in our in our way now. I mean, we might right. have not won the country, but we are winning something there's a, there's a little bit of win now we gotta start celebrating so support each other so let me ask you a question now when did you actually after going to college and you decided to be a dj what inspired you that did you did you also do a little bit of rap or are you still rapping or are you um what, what, what actually, do you actually do i i wasn't rapping actually i like i said i was promoting parties um with this really small company and, you know, I, I thought to myself, OK, and like I said, there was that DJ that, you know, was playing the same set when I was in college. You know, my softball team, we threw parties, we threw parties and parties and parties. And I would always do the music. I wouldn't DJ because I didn't have equipment, but I would put together a playlist of two to three to four hours of music. I would use, you know, I would use strategy. I always had the strategy. OK, by by this time, everybody will be drunk. So I'm going to put. <laughs> all the songs on the playlist at this point, you know, and then at this time, you know, toward the end here, everybody will be winding down. So I'll put some, you know, some sexy slow dance music so everybody can kind of dance, wind down. We can get everybody out of here. So I had a strategy on how I used to do that. And when I was promoting these parties and I was thinking about this DJ, I was thinking, OK, well, I could do that. You know, I just need to figure out, you know, how how to get into it. Mm. And, you know, mm. at that point, I didn't know how big the DJ actually is. I didn't know how important to music, you know, the DJ actually is. I just knew, OK, this is the person at the party who plays the music for these particular parties. Mm. You know? mm. So I ended up buying in January of 2012. I got out of school in um, 2010, May of 2010. Mm. In January of 2012, I said to myself, I said, OK, well, I'm just going to try something new. I was working in my field. I was working as an activity therapist and, you know, everything was going good. But I said, OK, you know, I want to you know, I want to do something with music. Mm. You know, I always had that that beat for music. Even when I was in high school, my mom was telling me, oh, no, you need to focus on softball. And, you know, that's what you want to go to school for and things like that. But she could not keep me away from the music. Yeah. You know, I would tell her, yeah, I want to play drums. And she's yeah. like, well, no, you know. We'll let you play a horn. So she ended up buying me a trumpet. I guess she thought maybe if I, you know, if I played something I didn't care for, yeah. I wouldn't stick to it. But I actually loved it. I learned how to play the trumpet and I loved it. And I got to high school and I learned how to play the baritone, which was similar, you know, the euphonium, which was similar to the trumpet. And mm. I learned so much more about music and composition and stuff. So it's like I always had that thing for music. And she's like, I don't know where you got that from, but, you know, it stuck with you. And I'm like, yeah. So, you know, the DJing thing was kind of like a no brainer for me once I actually got exposed to it. 
Mm. And I bought that equipment and, you know, I sat in my apartment every day I would get home from work. I would go straight to my equipment and I would be figuring out these, you know, these DJ programs. And I would shadow this DJ, the same DJ that was DJing for the company. I would shadow her. Mm. I would watch, you know, things that she would do. And then I would go home and I would try different things and put my own, you know, kind of spin on it. And at that time, um, you know, she's a DJ. She uses, you know, like virtual DJ. She's DJing with a mouse and a computer. And I'm like, okay, well, this is not what I'm seeing on TV. And this is not what I'm seeing, you know, I, where the turntables, where, you know, where's yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, you got, you got to be busy. You know, if you're not busy, right. nobody pay attention, you know. Right, I, I you're it, right. You yeah. So I said to myself, okay, so I need to look into another level of, you know, of DJing. Because, you know, the extent of what I could learn from her, I learned. And I'm like, okay, so now I need to continue to push the envelope. So I, I upgraded my equipment and I bought, um, at that point, I actually bought the Newmark NS7 controller. Um, and I purchased this particular controller, this DJ controller, because it is a, in my opinion, it's a mixture of old school DJing, but it is also a mixture with the new school DJing in terms of having all of the music digitally, you know, embedded into your computer or a hard drive. But the actual controller it has motorized turntables with seven inch vinyl on top. Hmm. So it's like, okay, this gives me a feel of, you know, really DJing. And I learned and I taught myself on that controller. And from there, you know, I just continued to grow. Um, I would go from doing parties with, you know, with with, you know, small time friends and stuff like that to doing parties. In clubs, I would go from like opening up for DJs to having my own night in clubs. So it just gradually grew and grew and grew and turned into something. And, you know, it sparked my interest all over the place in terms of working with independent artists. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm creating my own music now. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's limitless. And like you said, being here in Atlanta, you know, they're calling Atlanta the music mecca of the South. You know, you have so much different good music coming out of Atlanta. Um, they like to say we are the the originators of trap music. Um, you have artists like Jeezy, uh, T.I. Um, hey, let me ask you about the trap music. Who started? Because, you know, I was listening to The Breakfast Club and uh, T.I. Uh -huh. was there and saying, you know, you know, the first person that used that word musically, it's him. Mm -hmm. How true is that statement? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would say technically in terms of labeling it, Trap music, I would say yes. T.I. is the originator of the label of actual trap music. But to be honest, in my personal opinion, I think that Gucci Mane is the originator of trap music. Um, T.I. made music, you know, if you listen to some of his first projects, like I'm Serious and, 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 and projects like that, he talks about... Know, trap life. He talks yeah. about you know different things that you know th that you endure living in you know coming from an oppressed neighborhood or coming from you know the hood out here in Atlanta. Mm. He talked about a lot of that stuff. But Gucci Man solely, I mean, if you listen to a lot of his mm. original mixtapes, mm. some of his first mm. mixtapes, mm. it's all I about. Listen to it. Yeah, I just lost the DJ, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm gonna get uh, back so we can talk some more. And I'm sorry about that. You know how it is. Sometimes the network is not in our side. Let me call it back again and see if we can get it back on so we can continue on. Right now, we're just talking about the trap music. If you don't know what trap music is, you should talk to uh, uh, T.I. Uh, he has a lot of that music over in the Internet for you, ladies and gentlemen. So let me just try to get back to DJ so we can finish up our conversation. And I'm sorry to keep cutting off, but... Hey, DJ, sorry, I know it keep cutting off, but uh, we're almost <laughs> done with the show. I really appreciate you. But now, let, let me let me, let me me get on to a couple of things here, things that have been going mm -hmm. on, right? And then after that, right. I also want an opinion about some of the African music because sometimes I think when the Africans make music, then, you know, we need an ear, even though, I mean, we have been doing music for ages, but we, we sometimes I feel like, how much of the sounds uh, are familiar with some other people on how it sounds to you as a DJ and what you use, what you not? So anyway, uh, being a DJ, I want to try to get your opinion here. I okay. went to a club. I, you know, I've been in this country for a while now. But anyway, I was in a club just recently over here 
in Connecticut in Milford. This white okay. kid, this white kid was a DJ and is a hip hop DJ, you know. And I've been mm-hmm. used to now like guys like Pillows or the guys that are into um uh, what do you call house music, so they are a little bit uh different than the hip hop uh, musicians. I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes I don't know. Everybody's trying to be flex. Everybody's trying to be DJ Clue. Uh, some of the music, Absolutely. I mean, I feel like, why, you know, if I'm in, if flex is on the desk and flex is doing his, his set, most likely I expect as many sound effects as possible and I'm cool with that, you know? Mm-hmm. But now if I'm in a, like a little club in Milford in, in, in Connecticut, I mean, I hate when the DJ every now and again, uh, they, 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 when I'm like filling the songs and they just yeah. cut it and throw a little bit of a sound effect and they don't go back there. They go to another song. Is it something that yeah. is kind of like cultural when it comes to the hip hop DJs that you got to hit with this uh, sound effects as many as possible? Um, I think that really it just it just depends on knowing your crowd you know and i think that some djs use the sound effects kind of to compensate for other other things they might lack like i know in my personal opinion a dj who uses a lot of sound effects especially you know in between transitions that means that's a that's a challenge for you making smooth transitions i'm more so to i like to do a lot of blends and because yeah. I, I like to blend and i'm really good with phrasing i want you to hear my blend so i'm not gonna overpower it with sound effects and bombs and horns i want you to hear that blend and then you know if there's a climax point to the song or something like that you know there's a part where everybody knows this part of the song mm. i may cut the music and give a sound mm. effect and let the mm. crowd sing that part mm. and then come back to the song that, but no. i mean that's it. Gotta... That's it right there. That's <laughs> it right there. That's what I want. Yeah. So yeah. you got, but you got to know your crowd. You know, yeah. you got to know your crowd. You got to know your music. Because if I'm playing a song, I'll give you a particular song um, that's popular here. Um, maybe like uh, "Do It," uh, Michael Montana. Oh. Okay. Or maybe like, or maybe like something like "Nuck If You Buck" by Crime Mob, oh, yeah. which is you know a staple here. Everybody, you know, they're going to want to hear that that full song. Yeah. You're not going to want to cut that song halfway through because everybody's going to want to hear that third verse. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like you got to know, but that's if you're here. Now, if I'm somewhere else and that's not a, such a popular song, maybe it's okay to kind of cut it, but you got to feel out the crowd. If the crowd is feeling it, you never want to cut your crowd off and make them kind of reset. You know, I like to, in my mind, I put a lot of pressure on myself as a DJ, but I like to try to keep as as consistent and steady flow of music as I can, which means I'm blending and blending and blending. So you got, you know, you can, you can keep the same dance flow throughout the entire night. And then when Mm. I do switch it, you know what I'm saying? If I go, if I jump from this BPM to that BPM, it's still a smooth transition. Mm. So I mean, I definitely understand what you're talking about. No, no, no. You're explaining it clearly for me. Some DJs, they... They 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 are under pressure. They feel like they're under pressure to play all of the all of the new songs, yeah, and they, they they're under so yeah, much pressure. Yeah, they give, cut give, certain music short. I, I'm not saying give me f- the whole new the whole song. You know, give right. me at least two minutes. You know, I paid <laughs> goddamn it. Give me two minutes of the song. You know, and uh, it might yeah. you know. Uh, so now listen, uh, I just want to hear what you think and your reaction to these songs. I just want your honest reaction though. Because sometimes when we talk music with people like you guys who get to spend a lot of time to listen to music, some of you guys mm-hmm. don't want to offend. You know, DJ Pillow is one of my friends and he doesn't want to offend anybody. But I always tell right. him that when you talk about music, sometimes you just need to be honest, man. And that's what we that's need. Right. Yeah, just what you think of it. So anyway, this is the song. The, the name of the guy, his name is AKA. And on this song is featuring... Uh, uh, fella in Vena in Versace. Fella in Vers- No, the name of the song is Fella in Versace. And uh, the the guy is featured is Kid Dominant. The Kid Dominant. So let me let me give you the song and tell me what you think of it. All right, go ahead. All right. <laughs> Jiggy Jiggy, heavy heavy, all the girls love me, oh like money, call me Jiggy Jiggy, heavy heavy, all eyes on me, Machiavelli, where you got me spinning, yeah, yeah, doing 240 on Lecky Ekbe, with the top 
the the song actually DJ um is basically I it says fella in Versace. I don't know what fella in Versace mean, but I'm thinking it's because they're talking about the actual uh clo- you know, this is yeah, hip hop. This is like African beats. What do you think of this song? Fella in Versace, I think they're talking about the actual clothing, the Versace. Mm-hmm. That I mean Versace, yeah. you know, because they have a chain showing and everything and AKA is from South Africa and uh this got a guy key dominant he's from nigeria what do you think of a song well i mean what i get from the title feline versace you know especially they're talking about the clothing line maybe they're more so talking about you know female you know maybe he wants to lace his female in versace oh. or oh. you know that's what i get from, yeah that's what i get from the title like feline that makes me think of you know more feminine or you know like ladies and then versace of course you got the, you know, you got the clothing brand, which is an elegant, you know, top of the line kind of, you know, yeah, yeah guys yeah, with yeah. money, they want to, they want to buy their ladies Versace and put you in the nice heels and things like that. Um, yeah. I definitely like the, I like the beat. I like the production. Um, it has a nice steady, you know, it has a mm. nice steady flow, mm. make your head bob. I mm. like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like the song. Okay. Let me hit you with another one. This guy is from South Africa. His name is uh, Cuesta. And uh, uh-huh. let me hear what you think of this one. Uh, Quest, the song is Vurvai, so he's talking about a car here. Okay, cool. Gushenye sound is yawa gumnan, kupogi das, gantenguba, lungatu isan. DJ, on this one, basically, uh, Cresta is talking about something. Um, he, he, he is like, I came here with a Vulvai, meaning I'm about to leave. And I think the song is talking about the BMW. I'm not too sure. But a lot of Africans have a lot of kind of songs for BMW. It's just the bad thing is that he doesn't have a video to kind of give you an idea. But what do you think of this song? I, li- I actually love that. I like his, you know, how his voice is real deep. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of it gave he's giving you that midnight, that bedroom voice, and then the, he have a lot of flutes in the in the in the beat. You know, I like I like live instrumentation. So the little doo doo doo, you know, yeah. the little in the melody. I look, I like it, I like it. And I mean, BMW is a popular car, especially you know, yeah, I, from what I see in Africa and Jamaica and a lot of foreign countries, BMW is a popular car. So yeah, no, absolutely. You know, Absolutely. All these songs that I'm making you listen, they have actually, Cuesta is probably the only one who hasn't made a million uh, views on YouTube. So I'm going to give you one more. The artist that you might be familiar with, Davido, uh, I'm going to give you a song, Fall. Uh, it's also one of his good songs. Let me just make you listen to this one, Davido. Okay. All 
right, DJ. That's actually uh, the video. I think you're familiar with the video. You probably oh yeah yeah, yeah about, a little definitely. bit about him. Uh, he's actually w- one of the high rising uh, uh, African stars right now. So um, th- this song, the reason why I brought this song is because what has happened is that if you go to a lot of clubs and uh, until you play this song, if you haven't played it, all of that African music don't mean anything up there. But when you play this song, <laughs> it seems like every uh, African American person that is inside will know they what's know. up now. Yeah. You know what I mean? They will yeah. be like, "Oh man, that's my jam. Who's this? Who's this?" That's you know funny. what I mean? A- and it's so crazy how it got so popular. And I'm sitting over there, I'm thinking of it. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of better African song, but this one is just kind of <laughs> catchy. So can you break it down for me? What make this catchy? I was actually that's what I was gonna say. Um, that song, Devito, his music, it's easy to, it's very very close to reggae tone, like reggae music. It's oh, okay. easy to to blend that with you know a reg, blend that right into a reggae set, just like um if another popular Devito song. You know, I can play that in any reggae set, even if I'm in a crowd who who is not familiar with African music. Yeah. I can slide Africa I can slide in a whole African music set or a whole Afro beats or some some good house and I can break it in with that because the voice you recognize, you know what I'm saying, the African in the voice and the singing, but the beat actually can ride with, you know, you can blend that perfect with a reggae, you know, right into a reggae set. Mm. Some gypsy mm. or something like that. So that's probably why. And you know, you know how it is with, with popularity. People may not it might not be a good song, but if everybody knows it, then it's a good song. Yeah, you it's know? a good song. That's yeah. How it is. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm upset about the state of music in America right now. And I was just talking to my yeah. friend about it. I said, you know, sometimes I, I you know, I feel like it's too corporate now. You know, they Give us these songs. Like, you know, you talk about a lot of great artists that are coming out of, like, big cities, New York, uh, Chicago, uh, Atlanta, uh, Miami, down in Los Angeles, who are all, who are on the streets and people are playing their music in the clubs, but you never get it on mainstream. You know what I mean? On mainstream, right, they right. give us a certain songs, so they want them to stick in our head, so we're going to go buy them and enjoy them and raise people's streams while actually... When you sit down and listen to it, you're like, you know what? I was listening to the kid down in L.A. who do better than this. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what sucks about music. But I think there are, I mean, slowly but surely there are ways are are opening up to where you can get access to some of that good independent music. It just sucks that these these independent artists are not getting the same kind of shine and they're not making the same kind of revenue that some of these other artists are because i mean at, at, like to be honest like, like i told pilos you know what i'm saying it seems to me like you know the dope boys and the, the guys who hustle you know and have the money to buy their way into the industry that is what it's about right now and uh, the djs play a large part in that because mm. it, the djs make take ten thousand dollars twenty thousand dollars from an artist who just you know, made it doing some illegal deal or something like that, and mm. you put their music right on the radio because you got paid that money. The song yeah, could be trash. Yeah. The song, you know, yeah, absolutely, yeah, it could be trash, but, but it's you, out there and people love it. Yeah, because yeah. it's because you're gonna play, it, you're gonna shove it down people's throats to the point where okay, now they're singing it. I don't, I can't tell you how many songs that come out. When I first hear it, I'm like, oh man, here's another one of these songs. But you hear it so much, you find yourself. Bobbing yeah. to it, you know. When you when you hear it, like, wait a minute, <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, wait a minute. True. That's true. So, it, I mean, they—that's how it works out here. You know, you you don't have them playing a lot of independent, you know, music on the radio. It's like a catalog of the same songs yeah, because these artists true, or these true. labels that these artists are under, they have paid for a certain promotional package to this radio station to where your music is going to play on here four times a day, every day for the next, you know, two or three months or something like that. So yeah, yeah, you yeah know, it's just what you get stuck with. Yeah. You know, DJ Guate, I really appreciate you having you today. It was really such a great, 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 great experience. And I really enjoyed all of your honesty in music and everything that you do and telling your story too. 
And I know for sure this is not even close to be your story. This is just a tiny bit in the bucket. Right. You can talk all day about a lot of things just <laughs> to help me uh, and help people who are maybe looking at certain things that you're interested to, like music and DJ, and you can be able to help them. But I want to ask you a big question, and before I let you go, when are you going to go to Africa, man? I would love to have you on stage, and we sit there with some kids and play music and you talk to the kids and, you know, all of that stuff, things that kids will really enjoy. When are you going to go to Africa? Um, I am looking to try to go this April. Pilo said he has oh, a lot um, in April. Yeah, a large that would be great. So I'm going to try to go in April, if everything works out and, you know, every, everything is gets squared away on his end, then I'll definitely get out there in April and, um, I'll make it my business. Like you said, to, you know, try to get to, you know, some schools or see how I can connect with the youth and connect with the kids yeah, or whatever. We have the kids for you, man. We have the people who will sit there and listen to you, who will, born, who will benefit more than you think. No, absolutely. If you can go in April, that would be great because I'm also trying to go. And actually, Questa, one of the artists I just played you, he played on the last event, in Pillow's event last year. And uh, okay, he's actually okay. a great artist. The guy with the deep voice. That I was saying, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this is a he played in last year's event, so he might be back this year too. So I would love to see you talking to the artist, and I would love to see you also just talking to some of the young aspiring DJ, and also the kids, you know, might be interested into uh, things like sports and stuff. But anyway, uh, I have to let you go now. We've been talking uh, quite a while, and I really appreciate your time, and uh, and uh, and thank you so much for bearing with me with all the technical difficult issues I had. Uh, and thank you. So so much so where can people get you on social media um you can follow me everywhere on social media at dj underscore guate g-u-a-t-e is the spelling everywhere ig twitter facebook i'm everywhere dj underscore guate and i appreciate you having me coolie it was a, it was a great experience man yeah, thank you so much dj guate i really appreciate you i hope you have a good day and one of these days we're gonna woke up Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Enjoy. Have a good one. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was DJ Guate and uh, all the way from Atlanta, Georgia. We had such a good time talking about a lot of things, the state of music and everything. And I appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen, to bear with me with all the technical difficult issues we had. And this is the Home Away Show. You can get us on uh, social media, Instagram and Twitter, Umbani Radio, U-M-B-A-N-I. And then over in, in Facebook Home Away Show. Thank you so much. I hope you have a good, 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 awesome day. <laughs>